0: I realized what I really like about the uh, using the SM7 is that I just get to kind of like touch it. Hey, dude!
1: Episode forty-three. Hey. It's awesome, man. Gearbuds podcast. We're just rolling, rolling right along.
0: We're just climbing like that, mountain. Said,
1: Climb that mountain. said, <laughs> climbing that mountain, climbing Tone Town mountain. Rolling, rolling, rolling. What? So uh, episode forty-three. Yeah. You know, we had a we had a guest last week, and now it's a duo cast today, just yeah. the two of us. I really dig that rhythm.
0: I like to switch it back and forth because
1: it's awesome. I love the I love the energy injected by a guest. Mm-hmm. I love what it does for us in the show. It changes the whole room. It does. I also I also like getting, getting back to the roots every other week mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, you know, catching just up, catching up, yeah man talking tone, talking future gear, talking libraries and whatnot. Uh, and that stuff, you know, it just, I don't, I, I feel always feel sort of, uh, I don't know, like uh, icky trying to interject that at guests when they're it's here not, because yeah. I just want to hear what they Even the segment
0: say. stuff, it's like, I just want to get through it and talk yeah. to them, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, the segments are good. I, yeah. I think our segments, they've stuck around for a while. But I just, uh, you know, yeah. So anyways. I can't, I can't
0: believe we had Scott Lucas on last week.
1: Man. We had Scott Lucas on the show oh, last man. week. If you
0: guys haven't checked out that episode.
1: That's a really good episode. I had multiple people reach out and contact me. How directly cool is and he, man?
0: Such a nice guy.
1: How cool it was, and 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 how uh, and how well he sort of balanced with. Uh, he wasn't trying to make it all about him, but Mm-mm. also telling stories and whatnot. Just talking awesome movies, talking movies, talking films.
0: Can I be honest? I I was a little quieter last week because I was kind of in awe. I I think I told you when we found out he was coming on that I had like three CDs when I was fourteen. And one of them was as good as dead. Badass CD to have at that Dude, age. I mean, and it's just like, so that high five and motherfucker is like embedded in my brain. So to be yeah. sitting across from the guy, it's just, it was, I didn't want to like interrupt him. You know, I just want to let him roll and what yeah. he had to say. It such was so a, cool.
1: Such a, such an awesome discussion. Good hangs as always. Scott, thank you for being on, out on tour. Go check out local H, their record lifers. April. Coming out soon. 10. They just Sounds did the like artwork
0: actually. I just saw it. Um they posted it on it's Facebook. Some sort of like muscly lion. Yeah, or it's really or a ripped <laughs> lion. <laughs> <laughs> that things jacked.
1: Jack cats on the cover. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, let's just dive into the symphony. I guess we kinda already did. Yeah. Uh, reminder, cables are tone tubes. Dude, I let's do a giveaway. Okay. Wanna do a tone tubes giveaway? Yes, I do. I've got an idea. I don't know. Uh how about we do anybody listening to this, reach out to us. Just show us that you followed us on the things, you know. Yeah. Send us and then and then and then oh yeah right here we go this is what it's gonna be okay. You follow us, we'll see that already. Share one of the episodes, share this episode, share Scott Lucas or Nathaniel Murphy or Balthazar or any of them, any any episode, share it. Send us a screenshot, show us you did. You'll enter the drawing randomly. We'll select someone, and we're gonna send you a tone tube. Yep. Handmade by me. And some stickers.
0: That's awesome, dude. Let's do it. Can I enter?
1: Yeah, Okay. sure. <laughs> Just create a bunch of fake uh, accounts and yeah. add our stats.
0: one follower. Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> perfect. That's all you need.
0: That'd be so cool, man. So, yeah. they're, and they're quality cables. I have Get mine it. at home. I used it again last night. It's I've,
1: excellent. You know, I've slowly, I'm slowly but surely replacing everyone. I haven't
0: I brought it to the space yet to really crank through it, but I've, yeah. I enjoy it using it at home right now. It's oh, awesome.
1: Yeah. Good. Glad to hear yeah. it. Now, now our our Gearbuds buddies our gear buddies can, can get it on the fun. Yeah. So do it. Tone tubes. We'll do it for, I don't know, rest of the month. Okay, cool. Cool. Sweet. Uh, f- reminder, as always follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Go listen to past episodes, subscribe and stuff, you know, we whatever. appreciate it. Um, Oh, I got to! I got to! I got to shoot an awesome video that we we've talked about a little bit.
0: You finally got to do it.
1: Finally got to do it. Our our favorite pedal collectively from Nam mm-hmm. of we being me, you, and Dan Liu. Dan Liu, yeah. Great sentence there, Hank. Uh, the Walrus Audio D1 Delay,
0: fucking the, awesome. The High
1: man. Fidelity Echo Machine from the Mako
0: series. What's your favorite thing about it?
1: Oh, favorite thing about it. Oh, uh, I think my favorite thing about it is that even though it does, it does all of the sort of, you know, stuff you would expect a modern delay pedal to do, it also has easily accessible functionality that, uh, others I, uh, pedals that I, I, I don't know have or not An- another great sentence by me right there. But really the thing was that I could get sounds out of it that I haven't gotten anything else, really inspirational, usable sounds. Yep. Created a couple presets on, on that one in particular that just kind of do this sort of bed of sound thing. But also, I, I mean, I don't even know. Words can't describe. You'll just have to You'll have to look the at video. the
0: demo. Yeah. Um, did you guys mess with the stereo?
1: Yeah. The shot the whole thing in stereo. did two two deluxes. Very cool. Uh, originally, was going to try to use another amp. It just... Um, It wasn't right for the application, so we wound up just using two deluxes, 57s on each one. The way we had it set up, so uh, we shot in in my favorite area to shoot, which is one of the case rooms, and um, because it's kind of a narrow corridor, we had to put one of the deluxes behind me and then one in front of me. Very cool. Uh, And and it looks cool, but I've never sat in between two amps like that where (laughs) I had the front, you know, the speaker, the front of the speaker facing me from behind and then the back of the amp from in front. So it was this, could you hear it from behind? Oh yeah, absolutely. The deluxe is an open back cabinet. So, I mean, it's, it sounds like a darker sort of, Fuller sound than your amp would sound from in front of it, but it was still very cool. I mean, it sounds awesome on the recording, just from I've never played in a situation. And it's not like
0: you have a monitor where you can hear both perfectly, you know?
1: No, not at all. It was, it was cool though. Um, was it cool? It was cool.
0: Um, so you found it was like a lot darker from the back, obviously. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I also used um, for a few tunes that wanted a little because deluxees obviously, even when you crank them, are going to still stay, stay pretty clean unless you turn them all the way up and nobody wants to do that. So if can I'm, we
0: talk TARS? Will the video be out or can we?
1: Yeah, it comes out. It comes out on Monday, so what kind of that, that's, are you that's when you're, you all are listening to this. Awesome. I went with a custom shop Les Paul. Definitely. I was going to switch it up and do a bunch of different guitars and stuff, but I, I really wanted the focus just to be on the different delay sounds, and it sounded really good with the, uh, with the, Paul, with the Paul. And right. I, you know as you, you know me, I'm a Les Paul guy. I just feel most comfortable on yeah. those. it's your go-to. And uh, I used for some of the drive parts, um, because I wanted a couple things to be kind of distorted. I used a Vertex uh, Dynamic Distortion it sounded really good, and then uh, yeah, just straighten that the pedal s- stereo out to two deluxes. Fuck it's yeah, kind of cool too because you know it, when you turn it when you have it off, it's only sending to one of the amps, like mm-hmm. your sort of main amp. So then when you kick the delay on, and then all of a sudden it just gets bigger and wider, and it does the wet dry thing. Right. Um, yeah, well, but I, I have to be honest, I, I, the delay that I use on my board right now, and and you know me right now, I'm mm-hmm. kind of a simple pedal guy, just a few distortion pedals and a and a delay. Uh, I think I'm gonna I'm I am I'm going to replace that delay with the.
0: what's the the, one you have currently uh,
1: the TC electronic flashback Which is also actually I'm not gonna get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I Really love that pedal. and It does a couple things that I I really like I just the thing that I like I feel like I get a little more functionality out of the walrus because a it's the same size But it has two switches one for tap tempo and one for bypass Mm -hmm. you can also press and hold the bypass switch and it does this the you know the thing where you turn the report repeat reports turn the repeats, turn the repeats all the way yeah. up and it like <coughs> feeds back on itself and does crazy oh, really? so if you just press and hold the on off switch it'll do that so you just
0: get in some crazy psychedelics, like sustained town crazy town
1: and uh yeah and you know sometimes i i, I just can't leave well enough alone so yep. i want to switch things up every now and again and that one will be we'll be doing it check and it, it I, man i just really like how it looks it's oh like it's silver so and retro looking and man awesome yeah so yeah that, we got to got to do that this week that'll be out today go check it out on the chicago music exchange youtube um oh one more thing you know and this is like really kind of apropos of nothing but you know you know what i realized one of my we, we're, we're fans of reverb here oh yeah and uh reverb the site as well as the a time-based effect but uh you know what i think my favorite thing that's come out of that whole resurgence is the uh celebrities selling their gear on reverb thing like you know every once in a while it'll yeah, be like they
0: make a store and like
1: yeah elvis costello is selling a bunch of mm-hmm. stuff or some famous studio and you know just like randomly happened to notice a couple days ago one of our heroes leland sklar lee sklar yeah. just sold us is selling a whole bunch of his stuff on reverb right
0: now he hosted the nam tech awards he was the first was one of, to come out. Was, yeah, yeah, he
1: was one of the presenters. That's um, right.
0: That's right. Um, yeah, he saw a lot of shit, man.
1: Yeah, a lot of cool stuff and really sort of reasonable, almost uh, impulse. Like I don't need this, but still might buy it. Ranges. I told
0: you it was like he wanted like two ninety nine for that uh, GK that four ten. Yeah. With the fluorescent, that was like one of the first runs of that thing, man. Those are underrated With, cabs.
1: Or some of those cases that just like, say, Phil Collins and Lee Sklar and stuff That's on there cool. are so badass. Yeah. Or the actual, I mean, it's all stuff that he's used. I don't need a flight
0: case, but I might make one into a coffee table. And and it'll have Lee Sklar's Fuck signature yeah, on the side of it. Uh,
1: even just random, you know, PV base preamps. I like, well, I, if for 200 bucks, maybe if I want to. If it was good oh, enough for, ideas, for yeah.
0: Leland, it was, it's yeah. good enough for you, man.
1: So man, I just, I, that obviously we're, we're, the, we're gear nerds around here and yeah. we are constantly looking at, at all the listings and stuff. But I, I'd have to say that the, the celebrity ones just are that much more expensive. It's kind of
0: fun too, you know, like that's what and they usually
1: use. there's a little bit of that, like sort of, yeah, this is owned by a celebrity tax, but Lee Clark stuff was definitely super reasonable. So I'm, you know, I'm not saying I'm not going to buy
0: yeah. one of his rack. I bet a lot of it's point. gone. Cause he had some really good prices.
1: He did have some really good prices. Um, we have to we have to f- deliver some bad news, listeners. There's going to be no Dave's doc this week.
0: Yeah, I'm really sorry, guys.
1: Dave fucking rocked <laughs> my world. I need a week when he off me. from
0: Dave's docs to. Uh, I want to come back strong next week. No, you know, with a dude, fresh I feel one.
1: that you've been so consistent with it. It's not easy it's watching not.
0: a doc a week, even though it's not that much. Yeah, you definitely you get into a weird zone where you start thinking too much about docs.
1: Uh, yeah, I I, I dude, think the thing is I, I do watch at least a documentary a week, but I don't. It's not like I don't have an obligation to do it, you
0: know. And uh, there's a, I'll be honest, there's times where I've watched one and it sucked, and yeah. I'm not going to mention those. And I would go watch another one.
1: Yeah, dude, that totally. happened a lot. Well, you know. So, now your brain's filled up with all that all that doc. By knowledge. the way, if
0: anybody has a new recommendation, I would love to hear it. Oh
1: yeah, we love the recommendations. Yeah. So I did watch. I've watched a couple documentaries this week, but not sports ones. If anyone wants or, I'm to sorry, talk, they were sports. They ones, were sports not, ones, not music. Anything ones. good?
0: One we can really talk about it, good. Dave Stocks. Uh,
1: I watched, uh, I think it was last night or the night before, uh, Uppity, it's called, and it's about um, a race car driver or motorsport racer uh, named Willie T. Ribs, who was the first sort of um, ex- widely accepted black race car driver. Oh, cool. He, in a lot of ways, was sort of the Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. of motorsports, You know, it's obviously been a boys club forever. And even more so, it was like a rich white guy. It's a lot of club. money
0: racing. Yeah. And so
1: the fact that he was, he was, he was in, in a lot of ways, also sort of a Jackie Robinson type character where he, he went through a lot of horrible shit wow. and was also super good. And was and it and like was 60s? Are we talking? Down. Uh, no, even more recently than that. I mean, he started back then, yeah. but, uh, no, he's, I mean, he's still, I don't know how old he is today. I would guess maybe late fifties. That's 60s. really cool. Um, uh, where, where did you watch it? It's on Netflix. Dude, and I gotta uh, watch that. it's he's in it a lot. Um, all the racers of the time, or Jr. I mean, you yeah. name it, they're they're all there. And, and he was the first black man to race the Indy 500.
0: Wow, yeah. that's awesome!
1: And yeah, it's it's really good, um, especially because I've kind of become in this weird later in life thing, I've kind of become interested in formula one. And that was always, mm-hmm. and, and that was always his number one goal is doing formula. I one. didn't know you
0: were in racing, man. Uh, I'm up, not, I'm not really, but I like F one. Yeah.
1: I've gotten into it actually also to be honest, because of another Netflix series where they followed, I don't remember if it was last season or two seasons ago, you know, sort of like a behind the scenes, Uh, with the actual formula one season and that's a prestige uh organization top of the the top of the top i mean in a lot of ways you could say it's the most prestigious because it's what 10 teams with two person per two racers per team or maybe maybe it's like I think
0: there's two teams. guys or three guys. But no, it's
1: two guys per team, but I yeah. think maybe it's 13. I don't know. There yeah. are very few. Of oh, them and the pit in the crew, world. how
0: important that is. Like, it's crazy. There's so many, like, nuances about racing that people don't and, understand.
1: And even more important is the actual engine and the car itself yeah. and more who you buy it from yeah. and who has the best engine. A lot here. of
0: those cars, they'll rebuild those every single time they race. Oh, it's crazy. It's insane. Um, I'm definitely going to check that out, yeah, man. Yeah,
1: dude. Very cool. Uppity. That's really good. Uh, Hank's Docs. Know, right. hank stocks all right i love hank it docks filling Look. in i've got a riff library yeah
0: switch us over to the riff library bro this
1: is a. I i think i just said barry but. this is a little bit of heavy one there barry Riff um, library so a uh, little riff library Ooh, i should uh turn my my ringers stingray just texted shout nice. out to stingray Hey, what's up man uh so my friends and and listeners probably at this point all know that i'm a, i just i like books one of the things I do when I want to do some traveling is try to hit up vintage bookstores. So when I visited Asheville, uh, I guess at some point last year, I don't remember exactly when that was. Went to this really cool old bookstore that also it was a general Jesus. It was definitely two of my favorite things on planet Earth combined. It was a vintage book and champagne bar. What? Yeah, I know.
0: Which, you can get a glass of champagne and,
1: and, and I and I did. Oh, damn right. Drank right. some drank some bubs and uh, did some shopping. And what I left Those with are cool. they had they this music books were not their specialty. That's always the thing I look for. Yeah. Um but they did have a section and and they're actually reasonably priced because it isn't what they f- what they focus on. So it's called It's two parts of the series called Modern Music and Musicians, and I got these two because it's the two that are just – it's full – it's called The Great Composers, Critical and Biographical Sketches, Parts 1 and 2. So it's just like all the great composers of classical music um, with – in-depth writing and and um, so photos and stuff like of that, but it's from 1913 original prep Oh,
0: I don't even want to touch that actually because it looks no, very totally you
1: can. I, I will definitely you can definitely check it out. So I was super excited about. It. They were not that expensive. They're very beautiful. I mean, you can see they're green with this like I love that print. It's all embossed, big, beautiful pages. Um, That's awesome. You know, flipping dude. through handle and it's in
0: really nice right shape. Now. I mean, it, so a it's page. in really
1: good shape. Again, it's from 1913. On everything wow. you ever want to know about Mozart and Beethoven and all this stuff, really cool books. But so the best part about it is that <clears throat> I then got it back to the hotel. I don't know if it was that night or the next day and started really digging into them and made a really cool discovery. So, again, this book is from 1913, and I don't know exactly when, but sometime around then. And one of the, in some of the early pages, oh, it says right here. Uh, October 1934 someone cut off cut out articles from a newspaper and pasted them about some of these whoa composers from the time so inside this book is somebody's clippings and writing from 1934 all glued very nicely oh, neatly wow. on the inside of the book um, and it totally blew my mind there's also just like a random torn-out page from some old other book in here that I found uh, wow. also about some other composer so it was just like the gift. It was that like kept somebody's
0: cool little uh, collection there. Yeah,
1: I wish they had had the whole thing because I would have bought everyone. But of course, you know, I just bought the two sort of matching ones from the series. How many do you know are in the series? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't actually. I don't remember uh, how many. They maybe you only had one or two. More two so I that's know. cool. Uh, so that's yeah. That's that's the riff library, of modern music and musicians. More so, uh, just a uh, a cool a cool. This is sort really of cool, man. Hundred year old thing. Why do I why why is it that we like why do? why do people like old stuff? Like why do I like old stuff?
0: I think we like the the stories behind them We wonder like the mystery behind them like who had it first You know, what did they I mean with instruments, especially I, I always find I think I've said it before But I always find like an instrument finds its way to you when it's old Like if you buy a 1960 whatever that thing had lived an entire life or two lives or three lives Yeah, and then came your way so that's like anything old is like. Do that, you know?
1: Right? Do you know if any of your vintage stuff? Do you know the sort of pedigree of it or anything like the that? The
0: '61 I sold um, that I don't have anymore. It had a came with an old case, and it had like a receipt from getting like the strings changed or something, someplace in California. Mm-hmm. And uh, it had um, a lot of cards, like those cards they hand out at church. Oh yeah. So totally. it might have been a church musician. I'm cool. assuming. So that's all I know about it. But yeah. But not
1: of, neither of your other uh, bad boys. You no know, idea. What? No. Yeah, I I wonder about that. Yeah, I think, do you? You know, I don't. Not really with any of my guitars. I mean, the only yeah, I yeah the the Gretsch I don't know the Gibson I don't know. I do know um, the let's see. I've got a '50s Gibson banjo that was originally my grandfather's. Right. So I do know the story. And of he that bought one. it new, right? It was a gift that he got. I think yeah. it was either from his sister or his parents knew.
0: But it was new at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. And
1: then I my mandolin that I, I bought to match it. Uh, I have the original sales receipt from Manny's That's cool. in New York yeah. in the case still. And the guy who I actually got it in a trade years ago, it was his, I believe, his uncle's. Oh, so, wow. you know, I sort of know, I don't know the guy personally that I, actually acquired it from but i do know that it was his yeah. uncle's or, you know
0: it's always fun finding like old receipts and stuff in there oh i love I, even to look at them kind of like those old books you know yeah like, it's like the print's really cool and old the and way it's worn and smells like old timey stuff always has a crease in the middle or something
1: it's funny because i feel like we we don't like st- what happened like we like future stuff and we like old stuff but what what we we're ha- never I happy with I say our we're current. never happy with the current <laughs>
0: stuff <laughs> probably true
1: and that'll take us right to future gear (laughs) nice nice segue i know i was going to do a segue there but actually i'm going to do something that we haven't been able to do on the show yet making a left turn i'm pretty i'm pretty excited about we've got a sponsor of this episode ladies and gentlemen we're taking a sponsor break right now because we've got some really cool cool news and that is from access analog we've talked about them on the show before we've become friends now now they're now they're actually doing something really cool so Access Analog gives musicians and recording engineers real time access to professional analog audio hardware over a standard internet connection. Audio streams from their analog matrix plugin across the internet through the analog hardware and returns to the plugin in real time. It allows you to mix and master with real time control over stuff by Manly Labs, SSL, Universal Audio, Empirical Labs, AMS, Neve, API, and Poltech, and more. It's kind of crazy. So here's the deal. As our listener, you get access to Access Analog for free. Use coupon code Gearbuds, and you our listeners can reserve up to four devices for an hour each. Coupon expires March first. Whoa. Right? Four devices
0: for an hour to check it out? Yeah, man. Fuck yeah, dude. For free.
1: All you gotta do is just go to accessanalog.com, type in Gearbuds as your as your code before March first, and you get access to this. Um
0: I think, man, I just they're doing something really cool, man.
1: It's it's a really, really neat service. And it's something that I think people have had a need for for a long time. I mean, uh, some of that stuff on there, I've never had the chance to use in person before. Like the SSL Fusion and their real SSL G bus compressor. Like I've never been able to to actually use those in person. So now with their with the plugin, you can access that in real time in your software at home. Tweak the knobs and in real time it'll it'll give you the results right back. That's so cool. So go to accessanalog.com. Uh, they're on Instagram at access.analog. Go say what's up. Go check it out and then download the plugin. Use GearBuds as your code by March first, and you get four devices for an hour each. So cool. Rad. That's a sponsor. That's we we're gonna need to come up with a
0: like a, a nice little bumper for
1: that sponsorship. Pew, pew, pew. And we'll take that right into future gear because that is a pretty futuristic <laughs> a gear losers. itself. Pew, 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 pew. All right, man. First up, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about the Gizmotron because it's something that we've been excited about for a long time. Got to check it out at NAMM in person, become friends with with the fine folks over there, and now actually have been able to, to spend time with it on our own. And uh, for those who don't know already, Gizmotron is – I don't even, what do you call it? It's like a, it's a device you put on, on top of your guitar that yeah,
0: you kind of compared to like an Ebo, but it sits on the bridge of your guitar.
1: Yeah. I just don't, I feel, I guess the, I it, it's sort of category defying. I it don't does. know what you would. It's a totally new in, thing. Cause yeah, I guess for, for sort of broad strokes calling it, putting in the e, in the Ebo world. Just kind of like, like
0: to relate if someone's never, you know, seen one.
1: Yeah. So, so tell the fine folks, what does it do, man?
0: Well, it's got these little blades that spin around with a motor and there's yeah. one for each string. And not, they're,
1: well they're like they're, they're wheels more than blades. They're I feel like blades little, to me sounds like it's going to shred, shred your string. It's going
0: to shred your string. They, well, not. They're plastic. Yeah. Um they're very gentle on the strings. And uh well, they spin like little, you know? Yeah. We'll, Gizmo trucks. We'll <laughs> and then you you push you push on the uh you push down by the bridge there's you know for each finger, there's a string. Yeah, and you there's can, a little paddle for each. You can play string. them in chords. You can play them together. Or yeah, separately. so it's instead really cool. of
1: instead of picking the strings with your hand, you press down on these little buttons and little wheel spin. And, and it, it makes
0: this like long kind of um.
1: It's almost I just I feel like it sounds like a cello. Like I was going to say a like a, a bow, violin or something. A yeah. bow is uh, run across strings. It does, and you can adjust the uh, speed of the mm-hmm. motor so that it'll either do kind of like a almost more sort of tremolo lowy sounding thing to like a more sustained ebowy kind of thing and yeah then, yeah i,
0: I we, we installed it together
1: we did that's right after that <laughs> la- after the last app we
0: had an I activity forgot about that yeah we did we had so, so much more room for activities <laughs> we do hang out outside of the podcast true. sometimes
1: so uh, we put it on you know I, I'll, I'll, let's start with the the positive stuff first of all i think it sounds really cool when you use it like it does it does a thing that i I haven't heard a guitar do before. You
0: know what it kind of reminds me of that? Um, the sound in horror movies, like it's like a, they used to take like a, um, like a, wah, 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 like a, Oh, it's
1: like a singing saw kind a of a singing saw. Yeah. Somewhere yeah, like that,
0: right? Yeah. Like a long drawn out. And yeah,
1: it's, it's, we were sort of talking about this before how, you know, you're like, well, just almost sort of playing devil's advocate. Like, but what, why not? Can, can you just like step on a pedal? Right. And, and maybe sort of the thing that, you can't do when you the thing that doesn't happen when i step on a pedal is it doesn't completely change the way i interact with the instrument
0: like your technique almost changes right it has to yeah and,
1: yeah, and it make and in doing so you lose that sort of normal muscle memory that you usually go back to which in my experience was i mean it was hard to overcome at first like anything else but i picked it up pretty quickly and once i did it made it inherently changed the way i Thought about playing the guitar my brain had to think in yep. a different way and that brought out cool and interesting and and unique parts of my playing that i hadn't really heard I, before
0: i love that man that's right? really important because you could get kind of stale and you're like pick up the gizmotron let's like just try some new changes your whole approach to the instrument exactly yeah
1: yeah i i was i was really into that that aspect of it, it the the I feel like a lot of the times my I'm more I'm kind of a riff-based guitar person sure. and it kind of made me th- play a little more melodically mm-hmm. and because I can't constantly be comping and playing a bunch of different notes at once I you can but it felt more natural to me to play maybe two or three at the most notes at once mm-hmm. and so be, my playing was a little more melodic and a little more I guess it, it's more fun to play legato and do the hammer-ons and pull-offs and Noodly kind of stuff which yeah. to some people might be annoying but to me it was really it's fun. fun as hell yeah <laughs> I, I really i felt like instantly i was able to play eric johnson riffs very cool which i normally couldn't do uh so yeah it's it, and i do think there's something kind of alluring about the way it looks and it's kind it kind of looks like because of the technology is originally from the 70s it yeah. was a product in the 70s that has been revived and you know re, revital, revitalized and it, but it still kind of has that 70s future look to it, which I think is is kind of awesome. Yeah, they preserve
0: that kind of retro look, you know. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like what they thought it was going to be in the future, in the in the past. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, it, it just, overall, it just, it it sounds cool. And that's the most important thing from any new piece of gear or anything that we're And, we're, and, we're and the approach
0: thing, I think, is really, really important, too, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so... Um I, I definitely totally recommend it for those reasons. I think, you know, as long as we're as long as we're talking about it and, and maintaining our integrity as people, let's just there are a couple things that we feel like could potentially be worth knowing that might not be uh as glowingly positive as perhaps the other stuff we we're talking about. Yeah, you right.
0: gotta look at both sides of it, you know. I
1: think the one thing I would say is that um it was a little disappointing to not have onboard battery power. I, I guess I just assumed that it had that, and I never really knew for sure either way. But figure like I left it plugged in overnight. Yeah, I thought we were charging it, and <laughs> yeah, totally. And then and then realized, oh no, there is no. It could be for cost reasons. It could be for money reasons. Uh, or that those are the same things. I should. Well, it could say. be
0: like a like the, it could be for weight eat batteries, cra- like crazy too. Like right, just that motor running. You know, exactly. I don't, know. I don't know the you know inner workings of it, but
1: and we even talked about. It. I mean, there are sort of ways around it. You could, if you don't want to be tethered to the wall. Yeah, there are. Pedal board power supplies that have usb power on them be pretty simple though you could have like a little portable battery pack there are things you could do but i honestly i just i guess i would have i just expected it to be rechargeable mm-hmm. since we're already running cables to and from guitars or whatever mm-hmm. but i guess that's also sort of one of the reasons it's maybe not that huge of a deal the other thing i'd say is that even as a sort of uh experienced amateur uh guitar tech type person It was installation was a little wasn't as easy as as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, we had both of us working on it. (laughs) You were sort of helping, and you know, doing doing the thing. I was
0: reading the instructions. Yeah, and uh, giving you the step by step.
1: We still it took quite a bit of fiddling uh, to get it in a place where we where we liked it. I'm still I still never was able to get it. As awesome feeling as it was at Nam when we played one as installed Set up by, by the professionals. Guy. Yeah,
0: I think it would be one of those things where you would want to have someone maybe show you honestly, like right there in front of you, how to install it. Yeah. and then you'd know, and then you'd be like, okay, we can do this now. You know, it was yeah, tricky. Exactly, there was a lot of moving parts and little screws, little and, doodads and yeah. whatnot.
1: But I, I am confident that it was at least partially user error in that regard. Sure. That said, you know, if you aren't already. Uh, The sort of person that would like want to make modifications to your own instruments You could bring it to attack and they could Mm -hmm. do it for you That's just you know, of course an add an expense an added expense for something. That's already frankly not cheap Um, It's a it's a it's a premium device, but it's the has a price tag that comes with it. So
0: Mm -hmm. I agree
1: That is the gizmotron 2.0 really I'm man I'm stoked that we just even got to spend time with it. It's fun man learning. It's it's really cool about
0: it We should put it on my base or your base, or whatever, we, some we, base.
1: We should base it up. I feel like, I think that they have different wheels for the base. Do they
0: have a base model? I thought it would just be let you would take the feet off or something, right? I I think you,
1: yeah, yeah. Th- it seems feasible to me that you could just put different wheels on there. I think it's when you look larger... at it, they're, they're 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 longer teeth on the little it rubber wheel things sure. for for the base string. So, and I think they're even. Sp- spaced out a little bit more. i did
0: get to play it out on bass at nam and it yeah. was it was really fun oh that I,
1: that's how i tried it first yeah and that was right. almost not more fun but that that made playing bass more fun to yeah, me because yeah, I, I don't often i think that one of the things about it that is also worth mentioning is you can't palm mute anymore when it's on there yep and and i do like to palm mute bass but that isn't as integral to my playing on bass as it is on guitar so i i didn't miss the ability to mute with my right hand as much on bass yeah. as I do on
0: guitar. And I agree. I, I think it really came out with the cello sound too, like yeah. those long sustain, like, boom, you know.
1: Dude, that's, it's like instant uh, movie soundtrack shit. Yep. Uh, cool, man. Very cool. Good chats. Yeah. I've got another piece of gear I want to talk about. Bring it on. Man, we've got a lot of, lot of stuff. I know. About. I'm happy. We've we got a lot to catch week. up on here. Uh, the barem G Bender. So a will update on that. Sitting right over there. Sitting over here. So they... Um, awesome company they make a it's if, for those who don't know already haven't heard us talk about it before it's sort of like if you know what a b bender is on a guitar where you can pull on your strap and it bends the b string while you're playing without having to bend your fingies mm-hmm. uh this is sort of a take on that. It's called a G-bender, though, and it, so it bends the G-string. And rather than what n- normally you have to do is hunk out a whole bunch hunk it out? Hunk it hog out. Hog out a whole bunch of wood hog it from out. the back. Uh, hog out I kind of liked hunking, though. I like hunk out that way. Uh, and uh, you had to hog out a whole bunch of wood from the back, install moving parts and levers and whatnot. This is basically you drill a hole in the back of your bridge, and it can work. Well, unfortunately for me, my Telecaster that I intended on putting it on has the one really (laughs) weird bridge that they only (laughs) used for for like two and a half years uh, that it it will not work. So I actually learned that because – I'm sorry, Waylon, uh, one of the designers, I think he might have actually been the original creator uh, of the device, device, gave me a call, and we talked about it for a bit. And I think, you know, it, it seemed possible to make some modifications and use my current bridge. I do like that telly bridge. I wouldn't mind having a vintage-style three-barrel bridge, so I think I'm just going to swap it out, put a vintage-style bridge on there. You could use it with a modern-style bridge, just not the particular 82 to 84-year-old right. one that I just have. Just the
0: one specific one.
1: Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna swap it out for a vintage bridge and then throw that on there because I really <laughs> want to use it. I, the videos I've seen are so rad. Um and uh, wow, now you're holding a different bridge in your hands right now. It's I great. guess you got bridges t- laying all over the place. Around. So before we do, though, I just want to say, um, you know, check out the Bear MG Bounder. It's yep. awesome. I can't wait to actually get it because the, the construction of it is unlike anything I've ever seen. It's so beautifully made. I've, the videos I've seen look and sound really cool. I just haven't been able to use it. But I I really want it's been sitting to here for a minute. A little bit. Uh, and you actually just uh, reached around to yeah. to, ch- to check that one out and so found yourself bridges. a different bridge. We're going to bridge the bridge talk to the, that Goto bridge right there.
0: What's that for, buddy?
1: Finally um, getting more of the parts together to keep that 12-string project moving along. The
0: unicorn 12-string.
1: The unicorn. Ooh, yeah. Now we have to put a unicorn on there. Shit. Uh, that, um, I, after copious amounts of research, Decided on that bridge. I think it was a
0: good call. man. Gotos go the, the shit.
1: Yeah, it's really it looks the construction's amazing it, It's really sort of user-friendly and for installation and it looks cool. Uh, I can't even remember the name of it right now. It's the uh, GTC 12 in Chrome uh, So yeah, Zach
0: and it strings through sure how does listening. that string?
1: Yeah, so it that was one of the things I was gonna mention it for almost any 12 string build um the best way to do it is this one is six top loader, six rear loader. That's cool. So you still do the six ferrules through the body like you would on any sort of string through body, fender-type guitar, Strat or Tele. Um, and then it's got six in the back like a, like a top loader yeah. telly would be. Dude, you know what occurs to me? It's a good choice. What G-Bender on the 12-string. Dude, 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 I don't know if I Come would on, Zach, to pull get that it off. Come on, Zach, get I it know. together, man. This we got to get that thing. Good buddy, former guest, Zach Livingston yeah. from
0: Mintz. He's kid, building it for you.
1: Asphodel Wine and Lakeland Bases. Lakeland Bases, man. He's
0: doing beautiful shit over there, man.
1: We actually, we had to do a little bit of a pivot on the body, though.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, so we have the, some updates. We
1: do. Uh, the, the walnut was seven pounds on its own. Just for the body without any hardware or neck. Whoa. So that was about to be a real heavy instrument. Yep. So we decided to go with a different piece of wood. I, th- okay. I can't remember. We were talking about a few different. I haven't seen any options yet, but we're either going to do Asher Alder, cool. just like a normal Fender would be. And um, he's got some pieces that we're going we're gonna to work with.
0: So. He'll pick you a nice piece for sure. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, the, so that's so funny, that's funny that's about him. when we went and walked around with him he's like i, I collect these like pieces of yeah. awesome wood it's like hell yeah man
1: why no why waste it right yeah, somewhat, yeah. especially when you can make me sweet 12 string bodies love it so uh bridge talk bridging, i like it bridging
0: the gap shout out to goto man these are
1: great yeah yeah very cool uh what else do we got um well what's on the docket You've got... Did you add a question here?
0: I added something today. This, I thought it was... Int- I was just
1: thrown off. And I, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I like it.
0: Yeah, I thought it was... I saw it on a forum this morning, and I thought it was kind of an interesting piece of conversation. What's the, what was the question? Uh, the question was, well, it was specifically for Fenders when I read it, but mm-hmm. I thought any guitar in general. What artist sold like helped sell the most of what guitar basically like did Jimi hendrix help sell the most strats or Eric clapton
1: so not specific to their own signature model no no Ooh, just what inspired
0: like people to pick up guitar and go out and buy one just like it
1: i man man that's that's a really good question i haven't i i haven't thought about this mm-hmm. uh what did you do you have
0: i had a couple Cause cause I, I, thought, have, I
1: have a first instinct well the
0: obvious what did you have the beatles okay
1: because I mean, I feel like the Beatles of any other art, well, of any other band inspired more people to go out and okay. start bands. So
0: let me reword it a little. I agree. Um, let me reword it a little. So but like about to buy that f- specific model, basically. Right. Like, so, like I know a Stratocaster exists because I saw Eric Clapton play one in like 1990 or something like that. You know. Right. I
1: would say the same about Hendrix. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, because not everybody didn't run out and buy Rickenbacker or because they saw John Lennon with one. But I guess you could say that.
0: Right. Well, and they changed instruments a lot. I'm kind of talking guys who stuck Jimmy to Jimmy
1: Page and Les Pauls.
0: Right. Would I was going to say that on Slash that. and Les Pauls.
1: Slash and Les Pauls. He does the only reason I'd give it to Jimmy is because I think Slash probably played a Les Paul because of Jimmy. You know.
0: <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yep. Like oh he's yeah. Been doing he it wears for a it the same kind of. He's been
1: doing it for a lot longer yep. amount of time.
0: Uh, oh, it's interesting. That's like full circle, right there.
1: Uh, yeah, that that's a that's a good one to so wait. So you you you're, you're thinking Clapton? Uh, I think
0: Clapton to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of like what what do I look at as like a you know I think Clapton Hendrix, um, with the strat,
1: they're definitely in the discussion for you know, sure. Uh, what I, about P bass or like bass in general?
0: Yeah, that's a good one, man. I was actually thinking about that. I don't know because um, I don't feel
1: like I mean to me, I think Jamerson, but I don't think I don't think that's most of the world's first thought when they think of.
0: It's tricky because if you get down to like the minutia of it, it's like. In the seven, you could say what era, right? Yeah, like Sid well, Vicious with a P bass is like what people or see. Or Getty
1: Lee with a jazz bass. Yep, that's I feel like that's another one up yeah. there.
0: Yeah, iconic kind He's of. He's the know. most,
1: I believe, the highest selling signature bass in Fender history. I believe I've. I had one. Yeah, totally. A
0: fantastic jazz basses. What do you think?
1: Jazz yes, bases, baby. You got something? Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I've, I've I mean, I can't, I'm coming Maybe back. Maybe Gilmore Jimmy Page. with the Strat. But I think to your point, though, in of what, sort of what we've been circling around, like I almost feel like Elvis with like acoustic guitars. Like I, I'm trying to think long term. The ones that in that were original inspirations that are still inspirations. That's a really today. good point.
0: I didn't think about that. Like with the Slash thing, like he was probably inspired from someone else who was already famous.
1: you it, that I mean, Jimmy Page was the Les Paul and went God. out and bought
0: that guitar. Uh,
1: I mean, I bet Ace Freely inspired a lot of people to get Les yeah. Pauls. And
0: you also have to think like of you know who was kind of in ads or TV or photographs, yeah. like iconic kind of like, you know, it couldn't be like, oh, I, I would say James Jamerson with a P base, but that's nobody knew what he looked on like. the scenes. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. that That's a good, that's a really good question. Where are we hitting? Did, I don't know. There's no answer, but I mean, what did other people say? Uh, um,
0: uh, oh, Dick Dale, somebody said with the strat. Okay.
1: Yeah. I bet he was, I bet that was really, especially for the time. Yeah. I don't think that one has sustained as much. I mean, I'm a fan of LinkedIn link ray i couldn't draw dale a picture of dick stuff, dale's face
0: though i'm you know i'm trying to think, i picture
1: like, him with the po- the silver ponytail like not from back in the day yeah like the like 80s <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: but he played cool uh strats they were like sparkly right didn't he have the sparkly finishes
1: you know we need to have uh stingray on for this conversation really he's actually met dick dale
0: well, oh we talked about yeah, it
1: that's right that's, yeah so you know what Go back and listen to episode. Yeah. I don't even know what it was, nineteen or something yeah, like that, man, way back. And go uh, listen to some Dick Dale stories. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. I Hendrix for sure. I'd say to me, Hendrix, Clapton, Jimmy Page, uh, maybe Bob Dylan with a, uh, like Martins. But again, that's. Yeah. But, you, but can you just say dreadnoughts, or can you say no? You know I would say you know like that saying?
0: specific like model. You know.
1: Yeah, so I I feel like yeah Hendrix, Clapton, Page. Yeah.
0: Those are the big ones.
1: Yeah, I can't, I can't, I don't know. Well, maybe
0: we'll correct it next week. We'll think of we'll one this on week. And, yeah, we'll yeah. See what or if
1: you've got a correction for us, let us know. Yeah, send one in. Uh, that was a nice little diversion. Yeah. Sweet. thought it was fun. Um, what else do we got here? Oh, yeah. Uh, I watched this crazy video. Are you familiar with Adam Neely? No, nah, I'm not. He's um, I, I guess probably mostly known as a YouTube personality, but he's an amazing musician. Really, really phenomenal bass player. Specifically, oh really? He's he's one of those guys. He's a New York jazz guy, super knowledgeable with harmony and and, and theory and all that stuff, and does a lot of crazy in depth videos about that. But then also will sort of address sort of more music related topics or behind the scenes of being a gig musician. Really cool channel. You should check it out. Yeah. When I watch this video of his. And then it was with um, another guy named Damien real or Ryle. I'm not sure how you you say it. R I E H L who has a Ted talk out there. He's a lawyer and, you know, musician and all this kind of stuff. And basically what they did with this Adam guy, or I'm sorry, Damien guy and his partner figured out a way where they using AI and, and computer computation generated every possible melody. Oh. And you, with, with certain parameters. Wow. On it and trademarked them or copyrighted them. And, and and that's kind of an alarming sentence or a thought. Yeah. But what what it really is, it's so they're basically trying to prove how ridiculous most music lawsuits are when it comes to things like copyright infringement.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: So what they did was they figured, they started with with a really big plan. They wanted to take all eighty eight keys on a keyboard and deciding. I can't remember. I think it was like they were going to try to do a twelve note length. You figure out every single possible yep. permutation of that.
0: There had to have been using a millions, computer, right?
1: There were um, too many for them to even calculate. Okay. So then they cut that down a few times. I think they went to like two octaves, and then uh, twelve notes, and then that. When they calculated how many that would be, it was basically equivalent to how many grains of sand there are on Earth. <laughs> so then they cut it down again and again. And they wound up like one using a C something. major scale, yeah. C to C, so the full octave, sure. with an I, b- I believe with with an eight note melody. It was something like sixty-seven billion or something, and then so it took six days of computing, and then they they got they generated them all. Okay, and even that was overly simplified because there's there's no rhythmic variation; it's all just like straight eighth notes, so it doesn't have rest. Yeah, it doesn't count that. And the way that he sort that of sense. he sort of um, justified it. Well, first of all, is that they just didn't have the time or computing power to do it, but really, there he used I don't even know. Um, I think it was a Sam Smith song. Oh, won't you stay with me? Mm-hmm. That song, whatever. Uh, he's like, well, would you argue that if someone's saying that, and then, oh, won't you stay with me? Is that a different melody? So there is right. a kind of a an argument to be made either like way. Like, how do
0: you measure variations, basically? Right.
1: Yeah. I I just find this to be the most phenomenally fascinating concept. What is what is a melody other than a specific string of numbers, kind of chosen and put together, like? Uh, reducing the concept of an original idea to just like an entry on a list, like oh well, that's melody, thirty-seven million four hundred forty-four
0: thousand twelve. Yeah. You like have like a library of all possibilities like because
1: music is, uh, it's math. The yep. way intervals work and the way time works, it's all math. Yep. So can you reduce it to a math to a maths?
0: I think I the answer know. is yes. Yeah,
1: I don't. I I.
0: But like you I, said, like variations would make it infinite. I think. Or at no. least close to infinite.
1: Or, you know, a, a melody that's more than two bars long, mm-hmm. you know, or or it, that isn't just C major, it's C minor, all the different possible scales, all the different, you know, and that way it is kind of infinite. But it I, one of the things they want to do is bring up the sort of this discussion and this thought and make people think about it in a different way. But it's cool. really, it's also calling light to how ridiculous it is to say that you can copyright a melody. Right. And, and, trying to protect small artists from the big artists coming after them, you know, because they, there's been a lot of precedent set in courts these days about what access to a song means and, and plausible deniability. And, you know, has that person actually, can they say that they've never heard that song before? If they have 3 million views on their YouTube, like I wrote a song, I've never heard this other song, but in a court of law, they can say that it's like how do you measure that? that? I have because there are already three million YouTube views of that video. Yeah, I
0: don't know if you can. You can't do that's that. That's happened
1: in court already. Yeah, that's, that's what crazy. I'm saying. So that's sort of what they're trying to do, and they're also trying to bring more people in. They they released all the code and all the results for free on archive.org, and they want people to actually take them, run with it. You know, maybe maybe calculate some of the other melodies that are possible, yeah. and like really actually catalog every single potential melody because and then at that point then if you copyright them nobody else can ever sue you for that melody if you if you write a song with it like another artist can't say oh well, I wrote that melody so I'm going to take you to court that's ultimately protecting all artists yeah. from that kind of bullshit to begin with right
0: well I mean everything It. I have two thoughts on it uh, everything's kind of been you know copyrighted already though, like you couldn't just steal a Beatles melody and then try to trademark that You'd have to well, yeah, take out all the melodies that were already made, right, of that algorithm?
1: Yeah, and and so that how do you even do that? Right. You'd have to somehow catalog
0: yeah, all music. That's crazy. So that was funny and I also think it was funny. Did they do the Sam Smith thing? Did they choose that or did you just make that up on the spot? I
1: think he I think that was I can't remember. What's, I think that might have been what's funny about that out. as
0: an example is that's Won't Back Down from Tom Petty. Exactly. So yeah. that's kind of funny if they chose that on purpose like
1: that. I there, I, I, you know if if that was part of it that wasn't mentioned but that's also that's I was gonna awesome. say if you Some came text,
0: up with that on the spot that was genius <laughs> I don't know
1: I'm not sure I, they use an example but I don't know if it was that song yeah. it might it might have been cool. either way uh, you should watch the video that's and, cool, man. and I think you know check out the check out the stuff online about it because and, and if anybody out there uh, as a computational wizard and wants to get involved in, in helping catalog all of the melodies. I think it's, I Send think us it's a long message
0: endeavor. with the whole thing written out. That'd yeah, would
1: be great. That like, like our good friend, Steve yep. uh, up in, up in Milwaukee, Love is Steve a, man, engineering professor. So, um, that's uh, that go watch the Adam Neely video It's on his YouTube channel. Um, I don't know, man. Got time for one more. One yeah, more, baby, let's do it, chat. man. I'm hanging. Uh, the, uh, you know, I feel like this is a good one and not cause it's sort of a, I think it's a very positive, uplifting piece of future gear. And it is called the T minus app, and uh, I know people. I'm sure you do as well that suffer from tinnitus or tinnitus. I don't tinnitus.
0: I call it. Okay, I don't know if that's right. I don't know
1: either. This is well. This in today's edition of Hank doesn't know how to pronounce something correctly. (laughs) Either tinnitus or tinnitus. It's a it's a real issue for a lot of people, especially musicians and people that have been around loud music and sound. I'd say most
0: musicians, probably a huge percentage.
1: And uh, there's uh, a musician that created an app called T minus that essentially does a couple things one it allows you to I guess there are certain I don't know if it's healing but um, exercises that will help either I'm not sure if it reverses it but it, it certainly helps you at least cope with the problems of tonight so it has different sort of exercises and things that you can do listening exercises within the app itself but it also will help it, with certain algorithms i don't really know how it works and i don't suffer from it myself so i can't for speak people who to don't that.
0: know tinnitus is when the ringing in your ears yeah. is it's usually from like damage to those eardrums right
1: right and it's and it's and it can be degenerative and it's and i feel like it's even worse than that it's not even just like ringing in your ears it's actual pain and yeah. you know headache type i had it coming up coming
0: down down from that flight from dallas man like i've right. never had an earache that bad in my entire life i thought my eardrum blew
1: and so that's just that's just air pressure. Imagine right. having like an actual disease with that. Yeah. So it's a real problem. But there's now an app that actually, from what I can tell from other people's reviews and from what I've been reading about, it actually helps. And that like, I don't know, that that was like that was some very positive future gear feelings.
0: Wow. That's right really there. cool. Yeah. You don't have it.
1: I don't have it. No, I mean, tinnitus is like people get ringing in their ears and hearing loss. I, I definitely and it have goes hearing away loss, usually. But, like, we all have. tinnitus is like a real, yeah. you know, uh, nonstop disease. It's a thing that, you know, it's going <coughs> to, it, it's not, it's not the same. It's not being equated with ringing in your ears. It's like an actual problem where, you know, it's, it's debilitating.
0: Wow. That's great, man.
1: Yeah. The guy, um, the guy who created it, his name is Rupert Brown. He's a British dude musician um, who suffers from it. And he's, I mean, he's worked with like Cher and,
0: do we know anything about the app? Like, what does it do? Is it just... T-minus.
1: Well, so, yeah, it, it has these exercises, but then it also offers ways for... It can, like, filter things and somehow treat audio in a way that supposedly helps or cancels it out or I don't I don't know exactly how it works. It's, like, it's therapy, but it's also a functional thing that you can use with, with the real world. Um, it's got a library, but it also has these, like, masking things where, like, you can... I don't know how it works, but it somehow can like cancel maybe out like a the white noise or you. something. Maybe Well, it does that, but also it, it, I would imagine with some sort of phase inversion can cancel out the ringing for you.
0: That's somehow. awesome, man. That's really um, cool.
1: Yeah, I know. And it's free. It's a free Whoa. app. So, um, if you're someone that, uh, someone that suffers from this or know someone that does T minus it's called, I think it's just T dash minus search, check it out on the web, their website, on the app store. I love that, man. Um, It's, yeah, it was just really, uh, I don't know, that's, I can't even, uh, the reason I even wanted to talk about this is because I had been thinking about this recently and just got really afraid and like sad thinking about what that would be like either having degenerative hearing loss or, or tinnitus or something like that. And, you know, for us gearbuds, our ears are all we we've got really, we're constantly listening to music and loving music. And yeah. I got really sad thinking about it and somehow came across this article and that made, I don't wow. know. It's, it's a pretty selfish uh, thing to be, to feel good about, I guess. But um, knowing that that exists for people who suffer from these types of things, that's great. People are coming out, awesome. with, coming
0: out with stuff to uh, help that out, man. I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: T minus check it out uh check it out yeah <laughs>
0: oh, buddy. sorry Whew, I, didn't get I, my, I didn't get my coffee today, got a little so got a little serious
1: little got a little i got a little uh, whole deep in that, in that no in there but i it made me it was a it made me feel really good and i wanted to share
0: it we're with, always with talking about new things. innovative shit on this podcast and i think that type of stuff's the best man yeah man you know, you know what else is the best people what you're the best you're the best buddy
1: thanks for having a good episode with with, with me here on Gearbuds podcast good hangs
0: uncle Hank. signing off for now all right
1: buddy